0: You're listening to Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the crazy fan in you. A house on the edge of the woods. Out here it's safe and peaceful. A family alone. Mom? Yes, sweetheart? Can you leave the door open a crack? A favorite uncle who needed their help. Things haven't been going so good for me since I got back, sis. Come stay with us. But when they invited him in... I think I better keep my eye on you. They let in something they could never imagine (laughs) or ever escape. to be this scary. Hey, what's going on all you ghosts, goblins, and ghouls out there? It's your horror host, Casanova Frankenstein, Val Sisko, and today we are unveiling a new segment on pop culture fanatics titled, Screaming for More. One more time, Screaming for More a segment which we dedicate our time, 15 to 20 minutes, on the horror genre. That's right, strictly horror, whether it be shows, movies, or hell, even video games, we're gonna be talking about it and giving my opinions on the matter. So this is very near and dear to my heart because horror is my favorite genre of pretty much anything (laughs) so uh i'm excited for this hopefully you guys are excited as well too uh this is a little escapism for everybody as we live in our own horror movie with covid 19 and quarantine happening these days Uh, i figured this would be very good for everybody just to take a seat back listen whether you're on a car ride or you're at work working from home like i do um hopefully this kind of just eases the day a tad bit for you guys so today we have a special treat we're going to be talking about werewolves my favorite thing in horror franchise my favorite creature feature in the horror franchise i love me some werewolves Uh, and the film we're going to be talking about is 1996's bad moon and i know everybody's like val like of all the movies that you could talk about werewolves and of course you want to deep dive into the 90s which is very sketchy when it comes to horror movies why would you talk about this one guys I love werewolf movies, number one. And no matter if it's the cheesiest or the most gruesome, I'm always going to give a werewolf movie a chance. This is a movie I saw about 10 years ago. And put it back at Ron now recently on the Shutter app. And I gotta say specifically to me, this movie still holds up. It does everything that I need for a horror creature feature movie to do. And yes, it has some plot points that are kind of sketchy and certain things are kind of weird. And we'll discuss that as well, too. But for me, it does everything a werewolf movie should do. And I love werewolves. Whether it's lichens, werewolves, wolfmen, you name it, I'm going into it. Whether it's The Howling, American Werewolf in London, or even Cursed. I'm all down for it. Um, I feel like the werewolf itself, the lichen itself, is a far more tragic yet superior character than the vampire and I know people are like oh my god I love fucking vampires American vampire or or um Queen of the Damned um, things of that nature so many vampire movies out there uh John Carpenter's vampires I could go on and whatnot. interview the vampire so much out there uh vampires are the best yada 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 and I get it they're very romantic they're very seductive you know the allure of a vampire, it's, it's very rich, especially in film, Nosferatu, going all the way down to you know, 30 days of night, there's something succulent about a vampire reaching to your neck and sucking on your neck and being very intimate, but yet grotesque at the same time. I understand it. Just for me, I like the brutality of a werewolf. Also, I love the misery that goes along with being a werewolf. You know, With a vampire, there's certain acceptance for being immortal uh there's there's certain luxuries for being a vampire in a way as well too they carried themselves more sophisticated as well you can see that in the underworld films and you can see how the werewolves are basically treated in the underworld underworld films as well too uh, this is live people so if i make mistakes i fuck up that's just me right there don't kill me that's my style i, I like the fact that there's a certain tragedy with the werewolf story and how uncontrollable it could be, with desire for flesh or desire to kill, even though that's not your own doing in a way. I love that. I love the fact that, you know, it's basically your body training against you. And yes, you can say that about vampires in a way, but they have some type of control, whereas a werewolf does not. You know, the full moon takes them. In this case, in this movie, it doesn't matter which moon it is, but uh, the full moon takes them, takes control, man or woman, and a different being takes over, essentially, and a transformation that's so horrible and grotesque and life-altering takes over, and it consumes them. Uh, it's a tragedy because they're trying to live a normal life as much as possible, but can't because of the fact that just one bad night can a a whole entire family, a village, hell, even a state, if you will. Uh, we saw that in 30 Days at Night with Alaska. Um, with vampires, at least. But if you're looking at, you know, werewolves, you know, you're looking at an American wolf in London. Hell, takes over London and just destroys the shit out of things. Um, Rise of the Likings, you know, just the, the empowerment of the werewolf and being treated as much more than just a dog. Um... I don't know, it's just very interesting. And to me, there's far few werewolf movies than there are vampire movies. I love it. I, I love the fact that it's hard to find a very good werewolf movie. You know, Howling is a fantastic werewolf movie. American Werewolf in London, fantastic werewolf movie. Uh, in some instances, Curse is a decent werewolf movie, even though there's some comedy in it. It's a decent werewolf movie. And this itself is a great one as well, too. It has a low score. It's like 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, but horror is subjective. Horror has always been subjective. It's never going to be the critically acclaimed movie. Even though you have your it's out there, um, it's never going to be a movie that's going to. Even though it tries to, it's never going to be a winner for everyone. Um, it's never going to be Schindler's List. You know what I mean? Even though, to me, like, hell, Devil's Rejects could be Schindler's List, in my opinion. It's just a fantastic movie on the the how crazy humanity can be but that's another movie for a different day we're talking about Bad Moon Bad Moon 1996 Canadian American horror film written by, and directed by Eric Red, uh based off the book Thor the no not the god of thunder son, the man who carries Mjolnir shoots down lightning no we're not talking about that dude Chris Hemsworth nope we're talking about Thor the dog this book is uh Written by your boy, Wayne Smith And it's about a dog protecting his family against a werewolf And um, from a dog's point of view as well too So if you guys have a chance while we're in quarantine And we are, you know, dealing with COVID-19 Go on audible.com or Amazon and buy this book It's a fantastic book, it's a very interesting book as well too But the movie does kind of stray away from what the book does in certain aspects, Um, but at at its core, it's there. Thor is one of the main characters. Um, You know, beautiful German Shepherd looks like Renton Tin Tin, if you know who that is, Um, and it's just a fantastic character throughout the whole movie. But of course, even the human characters are great as well too. I'm gonna butcher names as I usually do, so if I do, I apologize. Uh, Michael Perry. I want to say it's Perry. I'm going to say it's Perry. Um, Is the main character, Ted, in this uh, movie. Um, In my opinion, he's not the best leading man whatsoever. He doesn't kill it for me, but I feel like he could have just pushed it a little bit more with the intensity. But, you know, his most notable film is Virgin Suicides. Everything else is pretty much a lot of B.E.C. movies, so I'm not too sure. Maybe he's just comfortable as that in that range right there but nonetheless he is the main character um you also have his sister as well too played by well let's even get into the main meat of it right there um this film is about a mother and her son who are threatened by her brother which is ted who struggles to overcome the curse of a werewolf um so right there the mother is played by mario Hemingway. Who's most known for her work on probably the least favorite Superman film, The Quest for Peace, Superman 4, and of course, the Woody Allen film, Manhattan. So she has some chops as well, too. She brings a decent performance as well. Um, It's not the most overwhelming performance, but for what it's worth, she does a great job. She plays a strong, independent single mother. She plays a lawyer as well, too. There's a part where, like, this scam artist is trying to pull one on her, and, you know, she just tries to throw it back at him. Never really comes back at all, like the the character does, but the attitude doesn't, I feel. I feel like, you know, they were trying to make this very independent, strong woman, but they didn't capitalize on it on the way they should have, in my opinion. But that's just me, though. Other than that, though, um, those are the two main notable actors in this movie. Um... I love it. Let's talk about the good. The good about this movie, there's a lot of good about this movie. I'm going to say it right now. There's a lot of good about this movie. Even though people think you know these movies are kind of cheesy, especially 90s horror can be very cheesy. I'm a sucker when it comes to movies that have to deal with prosthetics, um, practical makeup, puppeteers, things of that nature, animatronics. I love it. Um, the biggest, biggest thing that lured me into this movie was the design of the werewolf. It's huge, it's like 10 feet tall has like the wolf face, the teeth Just gnarling at you You know, just the, the intensity of his eyes The eyes, oh man, the eyes The eyes that just Pierce through your fucking soul When you're looking at this, this beast Is amazing Um, big grey werewolf Classic, classic style Um I love it, fantastic um, even in the beginning of the movie, you, in the first 10 minutes of the movie, you're getting blood, guts, and gore. Um, you're getting this interesting scene where Ted and his girlfriend or fiance, they don't really specify that much, um, are in Nepal. And they're doing some kind of excavating, in a way. <laughs> um, they have a whole camp around them as well, too, with like at least about 20 to 30 people. And you get this nice little love scene as well, too. Brown go wow wow with Ted and his girl. And they're getting it on. They're getting it on like Donkey Kong. They're having a good time. Like, let's make a love. Wow, let's make love. And they're having a good time. And while they're having a good time, um, you're seeing this Lycan, this werewolf, come out of nowhere and just start mauling through the camp. Just, like, blood splatting everywhere. Claws being shown. The werewolf's not shown just yet, but it's just... Claws and teeth and blood and screaming and all this shit's happening while these two are fucking porking in the tent and in the silhouette you get to see the werewolf's body and you get to see Ted view the silhouette as well too and it looks massive and out of nowhere this werewolf grabs um Ted's girl Marjorie by the neck and basically just rips her face off rips her chest and just yeets her which I found hilarious he rips uh, Ted's chest as well too, but Ched, Ted, 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 look at me. Ted has a chance to grab a shotgun and blow this werewolf's head off. Fantastic. If that doesn't sell you right there, sex, blood, guts, and rock and roll right there, then I don't know what's going to sell you if a werewolf movie. It looks fantastic. It sold me the first time I saw it, and it still holds up to today. Of course, with any kind of werewolf movie, we all know that a bite, hell, even a scratch can put the curse on you essentially and we get to see ted deal with this as well too you get to see him retreating back to his little uh, trailer <laughs> right by this beautiful vancouver setting like it's it's uh it's such a 90s movie it's very iconic how 90s movies are shot you definitely get to see like think of like coal mountain and whatnot we get to see this beautiful setting in the background just like trees and mountains and lakes and rivers and whatnot um to me, I can always think about a 90s movie that always shows these these, these settings, specifically. And I feel like that's an art form that's lost these days. I feel like the setting is not really a thing anymore. I feel like location is not a thing anymore. Um, and at least in my opinion, especially for horror movies. Um, but yeah, I digress. We'd see him suffering with the lichen um, ism if you will. Um basically when the moon hits he turns into the werewolf and mauls people whether it be campers or whatnot travelers he's mauling people to the point where he's feeling scared and not knowing what to do and about his, his own humanity if you will that he contacts his sister and he's like hey sis like we haven't talked in a while you know uh we should hang out and she's like yeah come over uh if you're going through hard times right now you know bring your trailer over here live out my fridge, I'm here for you so you get that bond right there, you understand that there's a bond you understand that they're, they're very close or the were close at one point and you get introduced to um, um, her son as well too son is an annoying kid annoying character, but on purpose I believe he's the type of character that has a little bowl haircut, you know, blonde hair bowl haircut, thinks he knows everything very snot nosed kind of kid right there but it plays a part really well that you want to see this kid get yoked up, in my opinion. Maybe that's what they weren't going for. Maybe they weren't going for that whatsoever, but in my opinion, it plays a part just right. Um, so, yeah, you get, to see, you get to see that happen right there, and you get to see this wholesome family reunion, if you will. Um, you get to see that Ted... Whatever is out there, download it. It's freaking phenomenal. You guys won't regret it. Take care. Ciao. His sister is basically a single mother. And that, and and understandably, uh, it's a little weird at first as well, too, because they don't give enough backstory on why she's a single mother. You just know that she's single, independent, and knows what she's doing. Um rock and roll for that there's not a lot of movies out there especially in the 90s that that show that kind of independence right there uh so you get to see brett who's the son as well too who's a horror fanatic as well too you you see him watching the wolfman and things of that nature on tv that's pretty awesome and then you get to see the main character right here the main character who is thor thor comes out this beautiful german shepherd There's Ted down. They have a moment. Right then and there, that moment sets the tone for the whole damn movie. Because it's a tension builder. That first interaction right there is just like, hey, boy, you remember me? And you know that there's something off. And even Ted quotes like, no, this dog just understands. He's looking at another dog. Ha, 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 ha. Wordplay. Everybody's like, oh, sure, cool, great. That's nice, but, you know. It's a little bit more than that right there. Something, something different. Even Janice, like, ha, 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 a little weird, but whatever, Janice beat the sister. Um, so you have that first right there, that first viewing. And that tension only builds up even more and more and more. Uh, there's parts where the, you know, Thor goes up to his trailer and just marks his territory because there's something wrong about that. Um, Ted likes to go on runs at nighttime as well, too, without anybody knowing. So that plot thickens as well, too. What is Ted doing at nighttime? There's a nice, serious part as well, too, that I love the most. It's interaction where Ted comes into the house. And Janet's making breakfast. And, of course, Brett, the nephew, her son, is watching a werewolf movie. And Ted starts chuckling. Of course, Brett gets a little upset. He's like, oh, this is a serious movie. It's a scary movie. It's about werewolves. And Ted goes on. A little bit of a monologue says that I don't know why these movies like they focus on the moon so much like a full moon like it could be any kind of moon that could turn a man or a woman into a werewolf and Brett just looks at him like are you stupid motherfucker like don't you watch movies like it has to be a full moon and werewolves can only be killed by silver bullets and then Ted just chuckles again one more time and says well I think a shotgun to the head works just fine which I found that very creepy in a way, because during this movie, Ted has some kind of some kind of longing for compassion. You know, he he saw his, his girlfriend, fiance get murdered. He's with his sister, knowing that he's a in himself, and at any nighttime, he could potentially harm his family, and he feels that concern to the point where he ties himself to a tree every night. Um, so he doesn't really go to town on anybody with handcuffs. But also, this is like a sick, sadistic part right here where is just laughing, chuckling, not knowing if he's just enjoying the fact that there's a stereotype against werewolves, like that he is one, so he knows what it's about. Or maybe he's just getting some kind of sick satisfaction of blowing a werewolf's head off and knowing that it's not silver bullets that could kill it. So it was a very weird scene, but very intense scene. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, And, of course, the coup de grace to me, to me, to me, to me, because I don't want to mention too many parts. I want you guys to explore this movie and have fun with it, is the fight between Thor and the werewolf. And this is just a fantastic fight. And, yes, they jump through a lot of hoops and and boundaries to kind of get to this fight. And it's a lot of hoo-ha sometimes. But we'll talk about that as well too a little bit but the fight itself delivers from the tension that's being built throughout the whole movie from thor staring him down thor marking his territory thor essentially protecting his family at one point biting ted to stay away um it all leads up to this 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 one-on-one fight you think oh this 10-foot werewolf versus a german shepherd werewolf is gonna maul this motherfucker uh, and there's parts you see it you're scared for this dog like there's a part where where thor actually meets ted as a werewolf Hank up to a tree and those piercing eyes that i was saying the animatronics the look of this werewolf whether it's puppeteering or animatronics it just there's a tense moment that you're like anything can happen at this moment and you don't want anything to happen to this dog uh, but you also know that that dog has a lot of pride and wants to protect his family so it's it's very interesting and then it culminates as this great fight and they don't pull any punches like this dog's acting is phenomenal. This dog got yeeted around, and hopefully there's no dog brutality in this movie whatsoever. And it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, but this dog's getting slashed. This dog's getting his ears ripped off, you know, snout busted open. But this dog's also attacking. It's going toe-to-toe with this werewolf. Rin Tin Tin Kujo is going to town on this damn werewolf, biting his bacchiotomy, taking out his neck, scarring him like these guys go from like the bottom of the house all the way through the fucking roof odds back to the floor it's a great fight I challenge anybody to, to me there's a better dog fight out there because this fight was awesome um and right then and there like that right there makes like so much of the movie and it's a short movie I believe it's only like an hour and a half or hour and 45 minutes it's a very short movie but it delivers, it delivers on all cylinders to me It does everything it needs to do for a horror movie and a creature feature. Transformation was great. Um, Well, at least the first couple of transformations were great. Um, The the look of the werewolves was fantastic. The intensity that the werewolves was giving you was fantastic. Um, The intensity and the tension that Ted and the family were going through was great as well, too. So I felt like that was enough for me to enjoy this movie. Now, there is some bad. There's some criticism. I will say that. I will admit that. The biggest criticism of this movie has to be, I believe, the second transformation. Second or third transformation. I want to say third transformation. It's a transformation where Janet discovers that Ted's a werewolf. She does her own CIA snooping around and looks at logs, looks at pictures, and looks at his diary and finds out that there's something wrong with him. So she follows him into the woods before Ted could handcuff himself to the tree. Basically starts turning and says, fuck it. If you're gonna find out that I'm a werewolf, then I'm gonna kill you, too, bitch. Which came out of left field. I will admit that came out of left field. I didn't like that that much. But what overshadows that is that transformation where throughout the whole movie you're seeing, you know, this great makeup design, prosthetics, and and, and animatronics, and everything that's happening with this werewolf. And out of nowhere, this it starts off well. It's like a normal transformation. Or it kinda of reminds me of American Werewolf in London, where you get the snout kind of extending a little bit, hair gradually coming on with cutscenes. Like it's looking like pretty good so far. It's looking like they're doing a good job. And they go left not even left field, they go to the fucking outfield, and they do this this fucking CGI. Animation that would make someone with rigor mortis cringe, and it was weird, like it just does not look well, does not age well whatsoever. Hell, the spawn movie has better c g i than this movie. Malabogia looks better in c g i than this transformation, and I love myself in Malabogia um but I don't know why they opted out to do like a a practical transformation um I understand. You know, maybe not the biggest budget, for for that right there, just save your money and just do a couple of cutscenes, smokes and mirrors to make it look good. The CGI just did not work well. And um, it took me out a little bit of this movie. I was like, this could have been like a five-star movie to me, to me, to me, people, to me, people, to me, people. But unfortunately, it wasn't. Like, this, uh, this smacked me in the face a little bit. Um, that, certain things as well, too, uh, the creepy, weird connection he has with his sister— Although it feels very genuine at first feels very awkward during the movie like he places himself as like that man of the house father figure to of course um, Brett but also to Janet as well to his own sister which throws a lot of incest vibes in my opinion. Kind of weird. Janet doesn't play along with it. she feels uncomfortable as well too I give her that in the movie her performance of uh, the character makes it feel very uncomfortable. But it just it, it set me off a little bit. Kind of just cringed me out just a tad bit. And of course, <laughs> what really took me out of the movie was the resourcefulness of Brett, the son, the nephew. Um, throughout the whole movie, you know, he's just a regular kid that likes horror movies. But toward the end of the movie, um, there's a part where actually Thor gets locked up due to some hoopla. Like, people think that he's a savage animal, that he has rabies, so they're going to lock him up in a pound, right? So, my boy Brett decides to, you know, go McCauley Colkin, Culkin, pack up his bags, and jump off the roof. He basically eats himself off the damn roof, which is hilarious. Comes out unscathed. That's another thing, too. He yeets him off himself off the roof, comes out unscathed in the middle of the night. No one hears him, too. And goes off with a couple of pliers and breaks Thor out of a goddamn pound. Lights are flashing. Things are happening. Alarms are going off kid doesn't get caught Thor gets out and that's how Thor actually comes to the rescue for Janet uh, when she faces off her brother as the werewolf in that form uh, a little too ho- uh, hokey for me uh, I felt like there could have been something to go around that but I digress they need Thor to get back in there from that plot <laughs> that they were doing so I guess that worked but ultimately it doesn't hurt the movie enough. For me to say this is a bad movie in my opinion although it has like a 48 to 49 percent on tomatoes it's not critically acclaimed this movie does everything right as a creature feature blood sex rock and roll it has everything as far as a great creature goes a great protagonist and antagonist um thor is great thor is just a great actor as even a dog working around people the shots that you have him crying the shots that have him protecting the house it's just fantastic and the werewolf design is just great like the werewolf design is one of my favorite werewolf designs i've seen in a long time it's just simple yet scary and it pierces you like if i was six years old and i saw that shit i shit myself so that right there like all those Cons do not outweigh all the good about this movie. So guys, if you have a chance, go out there. I don't want to reveal too much of the ending. Um, You guys have figured it out for yourself. Or go out there on Shudder or any means necessary to find this movie. Because it's a fun trip right now. Especially since we're all in the house. Quarantining ourselves. We're dealing with COVID-19. We're dealing with our own horror movie essentially in our lives. Might as well put a real horror movie on and this escape for a little bit, enjoy this. So, guys, that's Bad Moon, a perfectly great werewolf movie that gets a bad rap for one bad CGI scene. You guys go look it up. It's pretty funny on fucking YouTube. But other than that, it's a great movie. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Hope you guys go out there and watch Bad Moon. And if you did, please, I want to hear your comments. I want to hear if it was a good movie to you or a bad movie to you. Leave it on um, the Facebook page at uh, Pop Culture Fanatics. Or the Instagram page as well, too, at Pop Culture fanatics. Um, please uh, give us a shout-out as well, too. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. So if you get a chance, like, review, subscribe, heart it. Do what you guys got to do to get this podcast out there. Or if, if you don't like it whatsoever, you want to leave some constructive criticism, booyaka, do it right then and there. Um... What else right here can I plug? I'm going to plug my boys, man. Always going to plug my boys. My boy Jay Rance has his own podcast, Lag Switch Gaming, which he talks specifically about games. I jump on there for a couple of our boys as well, too. And we have a Rowdy Time. That's also available on Apple Podcast and, of course, on Spotify and Anchor as well, too. Uh, my boy... Uh, Jacob has his own podcast called Anxiety and I Which he talks about everything as far as anxiety goes Or political issues Or hell, even gaming sometimes So go check him out I'm on there frequently as well as uh, Jay Rance And me and my boy Jay Rance, bro We also do two separate podcasts as well too We do one about MMA called The Kamora Chronicles A podcast about MMA You know, head kicks and judo trips (laughs) So please check that out And also check out Elite Wrestling Audio, which me and Jay Rance also co-host together as well, too. We talk about chair shots and elbow drops. So please, all these podcasts are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go rate, review, and subscribe them. Have a good time. We have a lot of things that tickle your fancy. We're making our own network little by little. So hopefully you guys are going to be on the ride with us. Or maybe not. Maybe we're just shit. Maybe you just don't like this whatsoever. We want to hear that. we're only gonna get better if we hear it from you guys. Um, all these pages, uh, sorry, all these podcasts have Facebook pages as well too. So look them up, rate, review, subscribe us. We're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at uncanny_v. You can find Pop Culture finex on Twitter as well too. Um, and just yeah, join the movement, have fun with us. Let us know what's going on in the world. Let us know if there's a movie that you want me or us to review as well too, or a show or a game. We'll do it. We'll have a good time. And, um, yeah, that's all I have, guys. Always take care of each other. I know we're living in a hard time right now, a rough time in the world of COVID-19 and quarantine. And this is going to be a thing that we're going to look back one day and be like, wow, that was an event. But um, if I could bring some clarity or some entertainment or some kind of escapism into your life, then you know what? My job's well done right there. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Y'all have a great one. Take care.